come toward the light. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church. You have reached the youth edition of our podcast. Why, um, thank you. <laughs> and we've got our youngest member of staff um, oh with us oh today. And? Um, and also our least youngest member yeah. of staff well, with us today. That's a nice way to put it. Um, so I am Julie Adams, I'm your host, and I am joined by both Pastor Wes Hillis and Pastor Pat. Welcome, Pastor Pat. Hi, guys. It's good to be with you on your youth broadcast, your youth podcast, I should say. (laughs) It's good to be with you. Yeah. So um, I got to park my, I got to park my, uh, (laughs) your walker over over here just a second. (laughs) Oh, did you charge your pacemaker before? Oh, wow. Just kidding. Uh, I don't know, but some people may need their pacemaker charged after this. (laughs) So um, if you tuned in last week, we were talking about life after death um, and we were really intrigued by that. And the conversation sort of continued around the around the lunch table after. And Pastor Pat said, hey, I've done a lot of reading. That's really cool. That's intriguing. And we said, hey, come on the podcast. So that is how we have all Hmm. landed here together today. Um, So, yeah, last week we talked about what happens after you die Mm -hmm. and where do you go and that sort of thing. And Pat, you said you had read, um, mm-hmm. you had done some reading about it, some research. Yeah, it's a it's a fascinating subject. We yeah. all we all want to know mm. what's going to happen, right? Yeah. And um, and so I I think it's important um, that the the scriptures tell us just enough to really pique our interest in mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. To, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. And mm-hmm. and yeah. um, John describes a new heaven and new earth mm-hmm. descending and all this kind of stuff that in our everyday life, we um, maybe don't quite think about maybe as often as we should. You know, I when my dad was uh, passing with cancer, I, I spent a couple of weeks with him and... Um, and he was, we were just talking about life and death, and he had never died before, and he wasn't afraid of it, but he just didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And, and he was talking about just, you know, living in this life. And I said, Dad, none of us get out of here alive. Yeah, it's true. Right? Yeah. And so looking, looking at death is not something to avoid. It's not something to bury your head in the sand about birth and death i mean it's all part of the the cycle that mm-hmm. has happened to us yeah. here on this earth you know yeah and so everything has a beginning everything has an ending you know that kind of thing uh speaking of that there was a verse that we read last week and i had a question about it but i didn't yeah. ask at the time and mm. so the verse is from ecclesiastes 3 and it mm-hmm. says um what is happening now has happened before and what will happen in the future has happened before because God makes the same things happen over and over again. Can you mm. explain that? Because when I read that, my mind immediately goes to um, like reincarnation, that oh. sort of idea. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I yeah. see that, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think you got to look at context and context is you, um, you've got a guy named Solomon mm-hmm who has made so many mistakes in his life mm-hmm. at this point in his life. Um, and he's a guy that becomes pretty jaded about life. Uh, he's not talking about reincarnation. Mm. The context there 
the whole book is that vanity. Life is purposeless. It's, he's not talking about the afterlife. He's talking about the fact that life happens over and over and over. It's kind of like a historian said one day, he said, the only thing we've learned from history is that we don't learn from history, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. which means that we are destined to repeat ourselves ah. in history all throughout the ages. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, we said this uh, before we started the uh, podcast, but World War One, yeah. World yeah. War Two, you know, yeah. I, I mean, we just repeat these things over and over and um, mm-hmm. And it's been that way for, for thousands yeah. of years. All of mankind, essentially, yeah. it's been that way where people just, we constantly repeat ourselves. I, I get the history thing. I'm a big history nerd. So mm. saying that, we, if you were to go back in history and view all the wars that happened, we, we repeat it so often. Yeah. There's, um, there was actually a time in history where I found was different. And that was when, when two armies would meet and the leaders, instead of the soldiers find the leaders would fight. Whoever wins, you know, that mm-hmm. army is now yours and that city is now that leaders. And mm-hmm. that was the only time in history that I really found that people did things differently. They valued almost life more than the battle. Mm-hmm. Where now I find we, we, we really don't. We really struggle with that. And I think World War One, World War Two is a great example um, where it feels more like big-headed people need to stick their noses sometimes in things that don't really need their noses stuck into yeah. and mm-hmm. causes so many issues. Um, like world, like world war one for just for historical context, just for the purpose of it was so close to not happening. Yeah. So close to not happening. If you ever want to know how world war one started, it was a doggone fluke. It was a fluke. <laughs> it was a hundred percent a fluke. The guy yeah. who was meant to assassinate one guy missed completely was so distraught, went to a bar, and what happens a few hours later, the guy who was supposed to assassinate is asking for directions in front of the bar that he is at. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Right. <laughs> like, the amount of fluke that could happen. And, you know, so many times in our human history, we repeat these things over and over again. You know, World War II was probably the most tragic war, I would say, that we've ever experienced just because mm-hmm. of everything that happened in it. But if you look at it, so many people were oppressed so many people were taken from their homes and everything yet the years following world war ii it was still bad like if you look at the jewish people that were that were taken and occupied by the germans in world war ii after world war ii there's a huge anti-jewish jewish movement in north america huge anti-jewish movement Mm -hmm. which you think after what they just experienced in world war ii how the americans got them out and all these things and americans Canadians, the allies got them out they wouldn't experience that, but oh my goodness, did they ever experience such harsh realities? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think in that just small time frame that we repeat the similar things other people have done, the fact that now we're years and years later after World War II, I think we can start to see some of the similarities starting to repeat themselves again. Like if well, we look in our th- world today. I think the Ukraine war would be yeah. a, a great exactly. example of that. But, but when it comes back to the scripture yes. you're talking mm-hmm. about, yes. that... That is what it's talking about. And it would be fun to do a podcast about how that we keep repeating these mistakes. So Uh, what he's saying is, when will we ever learn? That's what he's saying. Essentially, yeah. So he's not talking about afterlife. Uh, I know that reincarnation is uh, popular with with culture and Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of movies and so forth. But the fact is um, that, that 
is not how God has described our afterlife. Mm-mm. And um, and so I, I think I think it's important for us to keep a biblical view of afterlife. Yes. Yeah. You know. So what happens after we die, Pat? <laughs> what we, do you believe? Let's hear it. Yeah. We cease to live in this body. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, uh, Carol and I have this fascination with near-death experiences. Yeah. We've, uh, we've really done quite a bit of research into it. Uh, for, our, for those who are listening, there's uh, several places you can go, but I, I recommend on YouTube, there's a guy named Randy K, K-A-Y, uh, Randy, who uh, is a strong believer, uh, experienced death when he was a nominal Christian. He was mm-hmm. just nominal in his faith, and um, and he was he was dead for uh, hour hour and a half something wow. like that. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, yeah. And so uh, from that, I mean, it changed his life radically. Of what uh, he met Jesus, and Jesus spoke to him. And there's people hearing this conversation right now who says, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, that's true. And I think I, I would urge us to let God out of the box hmm. when it comes to death. Yeah. We, we tend to hold God in a box. Yeah. We can only die a certain way. Our body, our spirit can only respond a certain way. And I think we are so totally, um, we don't understand it. No, yeah. not no, at all. I don't right? think we do. At I, all. We actually, we actually almost mentioned this last time when you were talking about God in a box. We do that so much in our world today. Yeah. Like we talked about um, the idea of life and death and the relationship we have with God, and we got on onto this idea of you know predestination and everything, and um, felt in that you know that we almost do put God in a box in that sense that He can only do so much. Right. Right. And it's wrong because. It is literally created the universe. If you haven't heard the first part of, you know, why should I believe podcast? We went in deep on how many things God can do. Like when you look at Mm -hmm. the creation of the universe, um, like Pat, I don't know if you ever heard this before. So this might blow your mind. Uh, It's a star thing. Oh yeah. Okay. So if you were to go far up North um, and you look up in the middle of the night, you see stars, like crazy stars, Mm -hmm. right? That's only 0.1% of the stars out there that we can actually see. Right. Wow. 0.1. Yeah. The fact is, there's so much out there we can't even see just because the light hasn't reached us yet. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when we view that and see how much God can really do, like we've, we've, we've researched space, like humans are obsessed with space so much. We've re- researched so much of it that we can only see so much of the known universe. And the fact is that God touched each individual thing out there made it formed it and all these things and we think that god can only do so and much the scripture says he knows the name of each star exactly right like that's so i mean it's insane uh for us to put god in a box that he can only respond a certain way or that mm-hmm. we can only respond a certain way when we die yeah. so going back to your original yeah. question yeah uh, absolutely i believe that paul nailed it when he said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I believe that, um, we, do we go toward the light? Yeah, probably so. I, I think there's truth to that. In fact, many of these near-death experiences talks about that in, in certain ca- yeah. certain yeah. ways. Yeah. And uh, you're right. Uh, a lot of them, uh, 
uh, can see, like uh, in the hospital, they can see yep. family, they can hear the doctor, mm-hmm. um, they, they hear themselves being pronounced dead, and, and uh, you know, there is, there's something to be said of that. When my mom passed away, I was holding her hand, I was kind of just stroking her, her uh, brow, and all of us were saying, Mom, it's okay to go, we're fine, you can go. Yeah. And mom opened her eyes and she didn't look at me. She looked over my shoulder. And mm. when she looked over at my, my shoulder, her eyes gazed uh, like she was locked on something. I absolutely believe mom saw something that we couldn't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Carol's grandmother, when she passed away, same thing happened. She, she moved somebody's head out of the way. Yeah, she moved somebody's Hmm, head out because she was looking at something that nobody else could see. Yeah, and I, I think uh, we're crazy if we don't believe (laughs) that there is there is something to be said of an afterlife. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, I think yeah. um, Carol. was uh, sexually abused mm-hmm. um, in high school uh, by a, an authority figure in her life. Yeah. And um, we have never said much about this. Yeah. But when this authority figure died uh, several, several years ago, mm-hmm. when this authority figure died, um, Carol distinctly heard that person say to her, I am so sorry mm. for what I did. Yeah. It, it wasn't something she was waiting for. It wasn't something she was thinking about. But that person, and then you find out later when the person passed. And so yeah. uh, I think that's an incredible. Wow. Yeah. I think that's incredible as we think about um, as life leaves the human body. Yeah. And, and then as we, as we go to God and, it's funny. First um, John chapter four. God is love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yep. So many of these near death experiences have talked about being enveloped in a love that they had never felt before. They had never known. They were completely loved mm-hmm. in in the state that they were in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting that. Um, I don't believe in universalism. That is that everybody just automatically goes to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. don't believe that. Uh, Jesus is, is, is the way, you know, he's mm-hmm. the, yeah. you know. So, um, it, but it is interesting. I don't know that any of us understand God's grace and how it mm-hmm. works. No. That is it possible that God would even give somebody at their death an opportunity to, to come to know him? See, I, I think so, because when I look out into the world, you know, I grew up in a non-Christian home. So, like, my, my family doesn't really believe in, um, you know, heaven or things like that. And um, so when it comes to, you know, giving, you know, God being able to give people that chance to see, like, do you see me now? Like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I am here. I am real. I have watched over you all your days. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think like our God is a God of love and compassion and grace and wants to love all of creation. That's something we've talked about in the podcast before that I find Christians, we have this, we have this view that once you are Christian, then you are loved. 
mm-hmm. but it's it's so wrong. It is so wrong. Every yeah. single person, I mean, I think is a part of creation is loved, yes. and I, that's why I commend this. And I think that I I I don't want to put God in a box and say that He couldn't do it, and that's why I think that you know God, God can do whatever the heck He wants to do, and that's why I think that you know people have that chance where they can believe in God. I I view this in the same way. Um, there's indigenous tribes that live on these remote islands out mm-hmm. there in the middle of nowhere that have had no social contact with the outside world. And to then say, you know, they're part of creation, they're a part of all this, do they just then not go to heaven because they've never even been able to hear the word of God? But I think that we have values and morals that are within our hearts, and I think that comes from creation. You know, we hear, you know, we're made in the image of God. And that's not just a physical thing. It's a spiritual, it's a mental, it's a moral, it's... It's, it's, it encompasses all of us. I, I have a mentor in my life who's in heaven now. And um, he went to Africa back in um, 1950. So oh, wow. this, is, this is a long time ago, yeah. right? You know, uh, 70 years ago. And so he's in Africa for six months in evangelistic work. Just They came on a, uh, upon a, a, a tribe of uh, of what they called pygmies that would be very short people yeah yeah yeah. and um who had not been around white men had not been around Mm. um any anybody like that and so um so they set up camp uh, a little ways away from them and it it took them a little while to establish contact with them of course yeah yeah. but once they did one of one of the one of the tribesmen who came to know christ told a story how that <clears throat> he used to climb a tree at night and look up upon the stars. And, and he would say, I know, I know that somebody made that. I know that somebody mm-hmm. uh, bigger than me made that, and I really want to know you. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think the Lord puts that inside of us. I think so, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that there is this... I, I get it. We have atheists. Yeah. And um, and this is another discussion for another time. <laughs> but, but I think <clears throat> I think many times atheists are atheists because of great hurts in their life. Yeah. I think it comes from that. Usually well, toxic yeah. situations with church and faith. But I, I do think it's interesting that this person, who had nothing to compare it to, knew that there was a God who had, and he wanted to know that God. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think that um, I don't, I can't give you cut and dry, black and white. I can tell you that God is not willing that any should perish. Mm-hmm. But I can also tell you that it's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment, the, the scripture says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So somewhere between the two of those is the, is. There's a, there's a space there. Yeah, there's a space mm-hmm. there. Because it's. It's, it's so, di- like, we, you said we can't give a cut and dry answer. No one can. No nope. one can give a, an nope. answer to this. But I think that there's beauty in that as well. I think so. Because mm-hmm. I think to be able to have the mystery of it, to because that's where faith comes into everything. It is, yeah. Um, that we have this faith that to believe in it, and, like, I think the definition of faith is to believe in something that you cannot touch, that you cannot mm-hmm. feel, that you cannot see, that you cannot smell. It's with your senses is to believe in something that your mm-hmm. senses can't pick up. When it comes to death and what comes after that, like humans from the beginning of everything had no idea. And we still have no idea all these mm-hmm. thousands of years later that humans have been around 
and it's still always asked, you know, what, what really happens after death? And I think that there's it's, a beauty it, in that because it's funny because you can't, there's, there's no science that really studies. You can't quantify it. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. But, yeah. but it is interesting. Uh, this guy has done hundreds of in-depth interviews with these folks. Some of them come from faith. Some of them don't. It's interesting. I, I uh, listened to the interview of a couple of people who were atheists, and um, and when they <clears throat> when they passed away, um, Jesus appeared to them. And here's the interesting thing: they knew that hmm. it was Jesus. Hmm. You know, they didn't have to sit there and say, "Well, who's who's this guy looking at me?" Yeah. And and in in this setting that I heard. Um, Jesus said, do you really want to live apart from me? Do you really want to? Yeah. Is that really what you want? And, and of course, this atheist said, no, no. I mean, he was enveloped in love yeah. that brought him to a, a place of, of crisis belief. I mean, you talk about your deathbed experience. This is beyond deathbed. Mm -hmm. Now, some of our people hearing this are going to have trouble with that. Oh, absolutely. But I don't have any trouble with it when I let God out of the box. Mm -hmm. Yes, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him. But I think we don't understand all that is said in no man comes to the Father but by him mm -hmm. uh, when that happens. The, the way that is worded. And no one comes to Father but by Him. I find really interesting because when we talk about, you know, when someone dies or anything, we talk about these after death, like these uh, death experiences. People see Jesus, mm -hmm. and they see this this figure. And I feel like the way that's worded, you know, no one comes to the Father except through Him. That's right. Jesus meets us in death. Yes, he meets us so. in it, and mm. He ah, there's that enveloping of love, and I think shows what makes hell hell is that there is the absence of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's absence and, of his love. And I, I think that the idea of going to a place where there is no connection, where there is no evidence of love and peace and joy and, and all of those things. Yes, there are people in hell. Absolutely, mm -hmm. I believe that. Yeah. Um, but I, I believe that... Um, People go to hell because they reject Christ. Yeah. And and I believe that somehow God gives them another chance. Now, does he give everybody? I don't know. I don't know Who how knows? it works. Yeah. But it is in these atheist cases, they came to faith, were brought back to uh, to life or whatever. Resuscitated. Was needed, resuscitated. Mm, yeah. And it changed their life. They followed Christ. Uh, a couple of them became ministers wow. uh, because of it. And uh, in fact, they lost family and friends because of it. Mm -hmm. You know, because there was such a radical change in them. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's something to be said of it. Do you think that when people do go to hell, they regret it eventually? All right. Luke chapter 16 is a great example of that, where the rich man goes to hell mm -hmm. and and in the story Jesus gives he he lifts his eyes and he sees somebody that he didn't he mistreated mm -hmm. and it's the poor man sitting beside him yeah and and um, Lazarus didn't go to heaven because he was poor and mistreated mm -hmm. he went to heaven because he knew the Lord mm -hmm. right yeah and so this this rich guy says hey send him to my there was great regret yeah 
because uh, the speaker says, well, there's a great chasm. You can't come here. He can't come to you. Mm-hmm. Well, send him to my brothers. So yeah, there, there was regret. You yeah. know, there, there's no party in hell. There's no, no. There's no bus um, and tailgate party. And I, I think, uh, I don't know everything about hell, but the Bible makes it crystal clear yeah. that God is not there. Yeah, and that scares the bahookies out well, of me. Can I find... God go there? Oh, I think and God bring could. people out. Oh, I don't know. That's that's beyond. That's Who knows? Beyond my. I think that's beyond our. Yeah. What we can actually understand. Yeah, that mm. would be beyond my. I, we don't see anything in Scripture that points to that. Yeah. Uh, if anything, uh, we do see that Jesus, uh, in between the time that he resurrected and went to heaven, there is something about that he visited the prisoners. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what all that means. Yeah, but I I do believe that somehow uh, God does give us a chance. Mm-hmm. He does not want any to perish, and um, what that gives hope to me. With I've got family members that yeah. don't believe. Yeah, you know, I I find it really interesting what you were talking about with um, you know, a complete absence of God and love. Where so many people in our world today will. Obviously, there's no God. I don't feel him. I don't feel any of this. I don't feel it's different than that. Mm -hmm. It's different than that because I believe we all get this feeling. I think it comes internally, you know, Mm -hmm. that there's a presence out there, that there's something out there. Even the greatest or whatever atheist of all time, I think still could have felt that there's there's something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but there's something. And yeah, I think um, I, I think there's something in us that that longs for god we try to fill it with mm-hmm. so many different other things, things yeah. right yeah. but i i think there's something to be said look this world is still influenced by god his goodness yes. is yeah. still felt on this world yeah um all you got to do is walk out on a fine ontario day that we have here <laughs> yeah and and we experience the beauty of the day Oh yeah, God's spirit is still at work in this earth. Mm-hmm. But imagine the day. This this is a Sunday school picnic compared to hell. Yeah. yeah, and a life where God, where His presence won't be. Number one, they they didn't want His presence, and so I think I think a word that describes it so well is emptiness. Emptiness. Mm-hmm. That idea of emptiness. And I don't think we fully understand what emptiness really feels like. We live in a world that's full and abundant and has things. But I don't think we really know what true emptiness is, what there is physically. And the absence of total good. Yes, Mm. yes. The absence of total good. And uh, I I get it. Some people, they want to get saved because they don't want to go to hell. I love one of our baptismal candidates recently who yes yeah, who, wasn't that sweet <laughs> who said oh, oh i saw about hell and i didn't yep. want to go to hell so but then she, this candidate said later they truly had an experience yeah. where they yeah. wanted to know god where they wanted to follow jesus and i i think um i think for us um back in the day when i was a kid we used to have instead of scary houses in uh there, there were these hell houses. Oh, where oh they, I've heard this phrase. Where they would uh, do all these different things about hell and run teenagers through it and scare scare the hell out of them, yeah. as it were, and and then give them the gospel. And of course... Oh, but, my word. I've never heard of that. that sounds I've like heard of this before. Horrific. Yeah. 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 That's 
well, terrible. I, we, it, it was a terrible thing to do well, from we, the standpoint. I, they meant well, but it was a terrible way to introduce people to oh Jesus. Right? For such a long time, look at preachers back in the day, fire and brimstone was yeah. the way they preached. There was, and and I, I think that um, I, I'm fairly conservative in my theology. Okay. And I, I do. I think hell is a place of torment. It is a place of, I think it is a place of fire. But I don't know that it's a place of fire like, like we imagine. I, no. I think, I think hell is also a place of unimaginable emptiness that, like a fire that can't be quenched, I think there'll be hungers and desires and things that cannot be met mm-hmm any longer in life there's mm-hmm. no goodness yeah and and so uh so i think sometimes we we tried to scare people into heaven when we're missing out on the opportunity of introducing them to this god is love yeah, yeah. so much that he gave his son mm-hmm. you know and jesus paid this horrendous sin debt that had accumulated right yeah. oh yeah and so no doubt about that but um but you guys, I, I think there's something to be said of what happens the moment our body ceases to be alive. The real part of us, the eternal part of us, mm-hmm. I think there is a journey that we just don't know anything about. I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We have no idea. There's nothing. And the fact of the matter is there's nothing we can really do to figure that out. Nope. Do you think that was intentional? Yes. Yes, okay. I think I do. so. Because I think if we were to view... If we were to know absolutely everything, yeah, what's the point? Well, here's the thing too, right? If um, if, if uh, somebody lives like the devil and says, "God will give me a chance," when yeah, I die. exactly. That's what I mean. Like, right? there's no, there's no point for certain things like that. Yeah, I I think I think that is presuming uh, something that's not theirs to presume. Hmm. Now, I hope God's there and meets them, like we have heard in yeah. some of these stories. But I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know why these atheists were given the chance. I don't know. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. It's because I, it's because I think I think even really back to you know this idea of when we put God in a box that it's not true that He can literally do anything. Yeah. And I don't. When we think of like literally do anything, we think like, you know, cosmic things that are crazy and wild. But it's, no, it's not just that. It's every small thing. It's every little thing. It's every everything Mm -hmm. literally everything and that's what's mind-blowing and here's a podcast for us to have (laughs) has god created extraterrestrials is there life oh yeah all right all right we can go over that and i want to come back into that conversation okay pat we can do that because i I think we'll surprise a few people (laughs) i think so yeah Yeah. and again when you take god out of the box anything is possible possible. right Mm -hmm. yeah so people Take God out of your box. Yeah. Take God out of your box. Yeah. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. This is why Jesus said, fear not. Mm. For know? I am with you. For yeah. I, I am with, with you. you. And he'll be yeah. with us on that day. Exactly. Uh, we know Christ. He'll be with us on that day yeah. and see us through. And awesome. uh, I think we can, we got work to do here, but the day comes, so, yeah. we'll welcome it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fascinating conversation, guys. Thank <laughs> oh, you very much. Oh, I'm sure much. we blew the mind of a few people, but uh, <laughs> maybe we'll mind, hear from them. If your mind has been blown today, please email Pastor Wes, um, wes at waynefleetbic.com, or Pastor Pat 
at pat at waynefleetbic.com and let them know. Or if you have any questions or if you want to argue with them, they would love to hear from you. I love arguing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Both of them do. And um, yeah, so email them. But if you have something nice to say, you can email me at julie Julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you for tuning in. And we look forward to many more conversations in the future. Take care, everybody. Bye.